0: It's Sippin' Time!
2: Yes, it's Sippin' Time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we
1: are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Of course, there's nothing else on. That's right. I mean, didn't you? don't you remember that signal that you used to get on the TV? It was just like... Yeah, the little test pattern. We're just better than that. Yeah.
2: First, first <laughs> you would get the They would show the flag And they would play The national anthem And then you would see The test pattern Right Right. right. And it would go, so when you run Against whoo- test pattern yeah. You got an edge And then right. eventually It would just go to You know yep. Yeah So we are definitely The best thing Definitely better than, better than that, that. <laughs> Yeah We're much better Than static I mean Well this pretty much Is static So Well this is Made Man Bob And joining me today Our Made Man Brent
1: uh, Always a pleasure To be in the basement
2: And go to boy Allen.
3: Happy to be here And main man, Maury, thank you, Bob. Another dreary day in the damp and musty basement. Yeah, You you never want
2: to leave this damp and dusty basement. We're never,
1: listen, I've seen what's outside. Yeah. I don't want to leave.
2: Yeah. We are sheltering in place responsibly.
1: That's right. It's our shelter.
2: Continually sterilizing with high-proof alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> both internally and externally well the
3: alcohol vapors are sufficient yeah um, we've done some measurements of the alcohol vapors in the air well the guys
2: in washington said if we drank the hand sanitizer it would help us out and we did the <laughs> sanit- we did the hand sanitizer episode and we're all still here so
0: yeah. you know and <laughs> good old boy justin oh good morning bob i'm still waiting for my haggis and neeps but it's great to be here well, Brent, Moy, and myself are with
2: the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states and two continents, our members combine a love with bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. We're also sponsored in part by the Florida Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And lastly, we're also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic machines. That well, it's, not really, no, it's, it's not
1: really working. No, it's not animatic machines. It's a, it's a person that pops the top of a bottle yeah. and then pours it for you. Yeah, he just calls a machine. It's, right, it's great. <laughs> right, that's what his name is, enematic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, You can find them at www.finespirits.net. and our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything else that you can drink. And today's show is on a range of whiskeys from independent bottler distillers Art. And here the spirits we're going to be tasting today. We have the Distillers Art Ben Nevis 2011. We have the Distillers Art Ben Rennie's uh, 2002. The Distillers Art Blair Athol 1995. The distillers are Daluane uh, 2007. The distillers are Inchgower 2008. The distillers are Federkern 2008. We have their Jura at 2007. And the distillers are at Kalila at 2010. So, some properly aged, lovely whiskeys. So, we're going to have Justin tell us about our SIPs ratings. Okay. It's a mystery accent. Figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Lucky charms. They're magically <laughs> delicious.
0: <laughs> it's not Scottish. It's crap. Okay. Today, we have the sips ratings. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth.
4: Water. Bring water.
2: Bring water. I forgot to properly set the mood for you. You want me to do it for you? Here, Does that feel better for you?
0: Okay, there you go. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have?
2: <laughs> the nice? banging
0: their heads against walls. <laughs> Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Is
3: that like a
0: German <laughs> accent?
2: He is the Stephen Hawking of Scottish accents. Nice. Four sips.
0: Let's keep the secrets to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Into Irish in there. Five sips. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: That was Swedish. Yeah. The end went to yeah.
2: Swedish. Yeah. I, I started having flashbacks of the, you know, the puppet from the, from the, you know, from the Muppet show. Yeah. I was just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, really, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> oh my God, Lord. All right, well, we're gonna have Brent uh, tell us a little bit about uh, distillers arts.
1: Thanks, Bob. The distiller's art brand is owned by Hunter Lang and Company Limited. The Lang family has been in the whiskey business for over three generations. Company founder, Stuart H. Lang, has spent nearly 50 years in the industry learning the whiskey business from the ground up, starting as an apprentice at Brew Lodich Distillery Rick on, on Islay <laughs> before joining his father, Frederick, as a blender in his export business. He traveled the world with his father selling the company's brands until Frederick's passing in 1982. Their Scotch blends were best sellers in their main markets of Asia and South America. In order to create those whiskies, Frederick purchased and carefully stored hundreds of casks from distilleries all over the Scotland, many of which have sadly long since closed. Because of this foresight, these casks are still with us and are the basis for each distiller's art selection. Today... Stewart is joined by his sons, Scott and Andrew, expert single-cask bottlers in their own right. They know the importance of selecting the choicest casks for the exceptionally knowledgeable single-malt consumer. With the goal of continuing as one of the most respected and trusted names in the Scotch whiskey market, the family is dedicated to build their 1st own malt whiskey distillery on Isla. Their Ardeno distillery started production in April 2019. So with that, we're going to move right to this first, uh, our first one, the Distiller's Art Ben Nevis, 2011. Break, paraphrase all of that.
0: Welcome
3: to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap.
1: Oh, that's how you paraphrase it. You. Huh? you know? So the first one, Distiller's Art Ben Nevis, 2011, 60.6% ABV, six years old. This one will kill the COVID um, as long <laughs> as you keep it in your mouth at all times. Mm-hmm. It's right at that level. So, in 1986, the Ben Nevis distillery was closed and its future was uncertain. Fortunately, it was purchased from white bread by the Japanese Nikka Distillery in 1989. It took some time to get the whiskey production up and running again, but Ben Nevis was reopened again in 1991 and has been running smoothly ever since. So, the color on this is light. Really light. It's not brown. There's no brown in it whatsoever. It's, um it's a very very pale yellow color um the uh the nose you get some you get you can sense the ocean when you're when you nose this you can just kind of sense the ocean a little bit of smell like and why is there a sugarcane field next to my ocean that's kind of what i got
3: there. yeah i got more caramel than anything else but a little you're bit right, on caramel, the right yeah. moment
1: you can get a hint of seaweed yeah and uh on the palate it's got a nice beautiful oily mouthfeel you get uh, notes of vanilla, um, a little bit of hay, some butter. I got some uh, uh, some peppers, and coconut really follow, follows through with this on me. You know, I really enjoyed that. Um, nice, long finish. I enjoyed this. You get a little, little your mouth tingles, that little peppery note to it, and um, beautiful. get some apples. But it's great. Never, yeah, I think, don't have I a problem Alan with think Alan said
2: it best. He said, you know, this is six years old, and it's perfect, and one more day isn't going to make it any better. It's, it's lovely. Well, it is
3: surprisingly mature, yeah. and a good example of why age statement doesn't always tell the story, I think this whiskey tastes fully matured, it's certainly beyond its, uh, it's mature beyond its years on the stated age. Um, as we all know, most uh, single malts are out there 10, 12, 15, 18. And uh, this one is delicious just the way it is. I agree with Alan, and I don't think it's going to get any better.
4: And uh, for a six year old, it's surprisingly mature. Yeah, I, I consider this the epitome of what a young whiskey should taste like, uh, whatever style. It's got wood to it, but not too much wood. There's no puckering in the mouth. The flavors are all there. With water, it just explodes. And people need to be drinking, or at least trying, younger whiskeys. I think they'll be surprised.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the price range of this one, but it's it's very pleasant. You yes. know, they, it's not. Nothing is overpowering. You not. There's no. There's no one note that's like overpowering. And it's says, like oh. it's like it's like a mouthful of Hawaiian Tropic coconut oil. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's oily, yeah, it you, it's viscous. It's
2: mouth coating. The coconut bomb comes through. The barley is just like this blanket underneath
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I this, know, is, this, this is this is sugarcane yeah, in it's the sugarcane in the background, and it's just yeah. yeah this, this is, is really absolutely great beautiful. Great, yeah, great this, this one again, I think.
2: I think they pulled this one at the exact right time. Thank God they were checking it. A lot of times, you know, they might not, and uh, this thing might have actually not gotten any better. I I can't imagine it getting much better. So,
0: if you add a little water, it magnifies the ocean notes. Yeah, malt notes. Yeah, makes the finish longer.
2: Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I agree. Finish so well done. So incredibly well done. Well, we're going to be rating uh, the uh, Distillers Art Ben Nevis 2011. Four sips.
0: That's classified.
2: So, so far, everything seems to be going pretty good. (laughs) It's our first one, and it's six years old, and it's that good. Oh, well, we're going to have Alan tell us about our next one, so take it away.
4: Whiskey number two is from the Ben Rennies Distillery. It was distilled in 2002. It's 14 years old. And the Ben Rennie's distillery was constructed near the site of an earlier distillery, which was built near Whitehouse Farm in Banffshire in 1826. It was perhaps not the most fortunate choice of locations. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we
2: have uh, Alan telling us about uh, the distiller's art, Ben Rennie's, and he's telling us a little bit about the Ben Rennie's distillery, so take it away.
4: So the first Ben Rainey's distillery was destroyed by a flood in 1829. Another distillery was constructed nearby around 1835. The ownership of the new distillery changed seven t- several times before it was bought by John Dewars and Sons, who acquired Ben Rainey's in 1922. In 19. 19- 25 The John Dewar and Son Company merged with the DCL Distillers Company Limited and is now part of the United Distillers Group Diageo. The color on this one is a mid gold, uh, mid to light gold, and it has a really lovely nose to it floral with leachy nuts, passion fruits, a little. Roasted coffee and some rum soaked star fruit. On the palate, you taste dark cocoa, stew tropical fruits, spice apples, and charred wood. With water, burnt chocolate emerges and sponge cake and sweet sh- sherry flavors arise. The finish, with notes of bitter coffee and chocolate biscuits, chased with clean, refreshing mint. This, I think, is a lovely whiskey. It's got a bit of wood on the finish. And um, is definitely a good selection. I would think this more of as an after-dinner dram than one I would have before. But just a nice, lovely, very good whiskey i agree alan i think it's very nicely made i think your tasting
3: notes were spot on for me at least today at this moment in this setting i was a little off put by a little some of the bitter coffee notes at the end um especially on the heels of the first whiskey this one was just a little bit more um a little more bitter and uh although well made uh, if I had to choose between the first two uh, selections the first one would would have been my choice but you can't go wrong with this and again I think as a DJ Steve, it'd be a lovely whiskey you know, you know what it reminded me of I go to Aldi and I buy this dark
1: chocolate there's dark chocolate with cranberries and dark chocolate with mint and it's kind of like if I had like the combination of those two together it's it reminded me of that with, on, the, on the palate it was,
0: it was very pleasant I, I enjoyed it very much
2: what do you think, Justin?
0: I think this would balance well with like a sweet key lime pie or chocolate cake. So that way, each time you had a bite, you drank this. It'd be like eating the cake for the first time. So if you use it right, it's it's going to be really enjoyable.
3: Yeah, yeah it's definitely hmm,
0: on the nose.
2: It's definitely it's it's a. I get a lot of coffee on this, and I I definitely get that rum rum fruit. Which you know I thought was going to come through on the palate, does um, not really
3: come through on the palate. No,
2: it, I was expecting, I was expecting some like a like Ardbeg drum, you know, mm-hmm. that they kept in the rum cask, huge rum on the nose, huge rum on the on the palate, but but on the palate, mm. you know, again dark cocoa spice, get a little bit of wood char on it, you know. All in all, uh, you know, a, a fine malt. I mean, uh, yeah, really nice whiskey. Um, the sherry notes didn't overpower it, um, just enough in there to fill in some of the holes, uh, but all in all, lovely, a lovely whiskey. So we're going to be, uh, we're going to be rating the Distiller's Art Ben Benrenius 2002 three sips.
0: Interesting.
3: So we're going to go to our next one and we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. Uh, the next product is the Distiller's Art Blair Atoll. 1995, it's a 21-year-old, bottled at 55.8% ABV. Blair Atoll is one of the oldest distilleries in Scotland, founded in 1798 by John Stewart and Robert Robertson near the picturesque little town of Pitlockery. The young Blair Atoll distillery was closed not long afterwards until it was revived again by John Robertson in 1825. It ran continuously for a decade after that. A string of different owners followed in rapid succession. Alexander Conacher & Company, John Conacher & Company, Peter Fraser & Company, Elizabeth Conacher, and P. McKenzie & Company Distillers Limited. The Blair Atoll distillery was finally closed in 1932 before being purchased by Arthur Bell & Sons in 1933. Although Arthur Bell owned Blair Atoll, they didn't actually use it until it was fully rebuilt in 1949. In 1973, the distillery expanded, adding two further stills to the previous two. The distillery is currently owned by Diageo. So this is really a nice whiskey. Number one on the color. It's got the most color of anything we've tried today. It's got a a deep gold, perhaps uh, almost coppery glint to it. Um, On the nose, you definitely get some toasted barley, sugar-coated almonds, and even a little juicy uh, cranberry note. On the palate, uh, spicy clove and cinnamon really predominate. And then it's sort of balanced off with a little hint of uh, raisin and, and citrus peel. On the finish, I found the finish to be medium to long. I think it's a beautiful whiskey. I think it's very well-made um, and really a step up from uh, from the, the previous one, which, as I said, was well-made, but this one I really I really liked. Um, we don't know much about the finishing and about the casks, but to me, it's got some sherry notes to it. It's just really well-rounded. It's viscous. It's mouth-coating. Um, I really like this whiskey quite a lot. Justin, what would you think?
0: I thought it had... Um some bitter notes to it, and the length of the finish, I was surprised it was a 21-year spirit. Maybe it's third-fill barrels. It's pretty good Um, before I added water to it. After I added water to it, it just brought out more of the bitter notes and threw the balance off a little bit. Interestingly, I didn't find water really benefited it much
3: at all. Um, Not on this one, no. Didn't really benefit, but... uh, yeah.
0: What do you think, Bob?
2: I think you're both out of your damn minds. <laughs> 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 what do I think? Oh, we have a saying around here.
4: We got a little rule back home. If it's brown, drink it
0: down.
1: There you go. Um,
2: this one is the most brown. <laughs> it's got a great It's nose. the most brown. brown. I mean, it's a 21-year-old sherry cask, so it definitely picked up a little bit more color, but the nose on it. Just sweet and floral. A little bit of the toasted barley on the palate. Mm. The sherry notes definitely come through. You get that dried raisin uh, currant note to it. A little bit of citrus on the edges and the back of the palate. And uh, the clove up front. Now, yeah. oh, Absolutely lovely whiskey.
1: I, I, I you know fabulous what do you think Brett? yeah on the nose i actually got a, it reminded me of like a blue raspberry slurpee a little bit <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay i know smurf i know
1: that, <laughs> I know that so, uh, you know <laughs> but yeah on the palate you definitely that clo- you get that clove and you get the raisins um and a little bit is that little bit of citrus peel on he it but those such really a word, st- stand sometimes.
2: Out. i just i can't stand the you know the the, the vocabulary of this man is just so
1: my mind is a raging torrent
2: flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives.
3: Ditto, Mr. Lamar. Do we have any idea, Bob, on the availability or price point of this? This, I suspect, would not be inexpensive.
4: I have no idea. Well, usually in today's world... Uh, figure about $10 for every year of aging. Yeah. So it's probably about a $200 bottle. And it it's a very nice bottle. It happens to be from a distillery where I had my first job in the liquor industry. This was owned by Bell's Scotch Whiskey. Yeah. And uh, he, was, he was the piss boy. Or right. <laughs> I was in charge of cleaning out the spit buckets, and boy, did I have fun. But <laughs> having said that, I guess cleaning and drinking
3: are somewhat synonymous at certain, certain times.
4: At, at some point. At, at
1: that age, when you're at a young age, it's all the same,
4: right? and, and at some point, it just doesn't matter. So <laughs> It's a lot of fun. I think this was a great whiskey. I think it probably has maybe a year or two more age than I would like on it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of wood on the end. It doesn't make it a bad whiskey. Okay, no. just for my own personal yeah, case I'll, I'll agree with you yeah. it,
2: it, it might, I mean, it's, it's still a great whiskey It's still a great whiskey It's it's still coasting in greatness but You guys are splitting hairs It might have been yeah, a year exactly. or two But, yeah, I mean, overall, a great whiskey Yep So we're going to be giving the Distiller Zara Blair Athol 21-year-old cherry cask four sips That's classified So that takes us on to our next spirit, which is Tell us, Bob Let me find here Which is our distiller's art, Daluane, which one is that? 2007. Number four. four. Uh, The Daluane Distillery was founded in 1852 by William McKenzie. When he died in 1865, his widow leased the distillery to James Fleming, a banker from Abelard. Together with William McKenzie's son, he founded McKenzie & Company. After Thomas McKenzie's death in 1915, the distillery was sold to John Dewar & Sons, Johnny Walker and & Sons, and James Buchanan & Company. Man, these guys can't hold on to a distillery for more than 15 minutes in Scotland. <laughs> it's like, it's like, they had a bump in the road, and the next guy's down. Uh, in 1917, a fire destroyed a, oh, a portion surprise. of the distillery that happens everywhere, uh, including the distillery's pagoda roof, and the distillery remained closed for three years. In 1925, Daly Wayne was bought by a distiller's company limited, DCL, and in 1960, it was completely renovated and was expanded from four to six stills. It closed They closed their on-site malting house in 1983. Most have at this point. Um, in 1987, Daly Wayne was purchased by United Distillers, which then became Diageo. So, it's got a nice color to it. Sort of a burnished bronze. On the nose, it's like a rich, almost burnt charred honey. A little bit of barley and just, uh, just a, t- no, a tiny little bit of citrus in the tip of the nose. And then on the palate, hmm. On the palate, just, um, uh, very rich cereal note, barley, um, coffee notes, some uh, some some Dutch cocoa, the dried raisins. It's got a little bit of a nuttiness on the back palate and the finish, and it's got a really nice finish. Goes on, uh, you know, medium to long. Uh, this one I love. This one I absolutely love. This is a great whiskey.
4: What do you think, Alan? I enjoyed this whiskey tremendously. Um, I kinda ta- I think this came from a sherry cask, mm-hmm. and uh, all the fine points of it are pointing to that. I, I would just have to say, you know, I find absolutely nothing wrong with it, and tons of things that are just great. So I, I think this is a beauty and uh, should yeah. be enjoyed by everybody. Yeah, it is a sherry cask, 59% ABV and 11
2: years old. So,
3: Yeah, I, w- I would agree with Alan. Um, I think this is perhaps my favorite of the day. Uh, it's a lovely whiskey. It's beautifully made. The sherry comes through, but it's nicely balanced. I think Bob was spot on on the comments, both on the nose and the palate. Um, really A really lovely whiskey And uh, again At 11 years old It's just beautiful Uh, It's probably half the price Of the
4: 21 year old And yet it's, uh, It's At least as good yeah, if I, were t- if I were not to know how old this whiskey was, I would have old. said it was an 18-year-old. Yeah. I so old, it completely. tastes older yeah. than it was. It's matured I said, beyond its years. years. Right. I agree. Right. It, I mean, it's Definitely got a great color. Like eight, it's got a great to 18, mouthfeel yeah.
2: to it. You know, the wood has come through. Yeah, yeah.
4: and not overly not woody. Not overly no. oaked or woody. I agree with you completely. It's just
2: per- it, a pretty perfect balance. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on to the next one because we've got a bunch to go. So we are going to be giving the uh, Distiller's Art Daluane 2007, 11-year-old, four sips.
4: That's impressive. Well
2: And well-deserved. Well yeah, well, I wanted five, but I got overruled. All right, so we've got uh, – Justin's going to be telling us about the next one. So take it away, brother.
0: Our next product is Distiller's Art Goer 2008. It's 58.4% alcohol by volume and it's 10 years old. The Inchgower Distillery was built in 1871 by Alexander Wilson. When the family went bankrupt, the Bucky Town Council purchased the distillery in 1936 and then sold it to Arthur Bell & Sons Limited in 1938. The whiskey produced here is a major component of Bell's blended Scotch whiskey to this day. 1966, two more stills were installed doubling its capacity, with the absorption of Bells into Guinness and the subsequent purchase by that firm of DCL, Inchgower became part of what is now Diageo. On this spirit, I got a lot of uh, ocean notes to it, some seaweed on the nose, uh, a little bit of malt. On the palate, I got um, it was pretty dry but enjoyable. Notes of fruit, tart citrus. The finish was long and woody. Again, another spirit today that's defying its age by having a much longer finish than you'd expect. I think it was well balanced. What did you think, Maury?
3: I agree, Justin. I think this is a lovely whiskey. Um, Very well made. It's got a very pleasant nose um it's got a nice palette i would just say that it's a little more simplistic than some of the ones we've had earlier um uh, just doesn't have the layers and layers of flavor that keeps on going nice entry-level whiskey uh nothing wrong with it it's well made it's uh it's really nice whiskey um very very light on the color uh just a pale yellow uh, medium finish there's really no no flaws
4: uh I kind of really like this whiskey. It's a little bit of an oddity uh, with the fruity flavors and the spices mixing together. And the water. I and, forgot to mention that the water really seemed to help it. Yeah. And having it sit out for about a half an hour it's has really changed, it, I has changed it a lot. It's better now than it was when it, we first poured it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, this to me, great aperitif whiskey, great anytime whiskey um with lots of stuff that is subliminal in it that need more discovery uh and that's just verbalizing the whiskey is terrific I really like it
1: yeah when I first tried it I had this little bit of an off-putting note to it you know it just didn't just didn't seem to match like you know what it should what should, what it should be and yeah, you're right yeah and so when yeah. it, that and I added the water and bam it just smoothed everything out just mm-hmm. brought out the flavors it really Really enhance this one. There's sometimes when you, you know, the water will really enhance something. This is one of them. This yeah, is But one I that, think
3: Alan's right about air because I thought the water enhanced it. But, but, but really now apportes. that I've let it sit and come back a half hour later, mm-hmm. the air has enhanced it so even more than the water. This is precisely
2: why I prefer yeah. cast strength whiskeys is because it allows you to adjust it. You I mean, know, I and mean, your palate's going to be different tomorrow than it is right now. So... It allows you to be able to, you know, go down if you like or to leave it as is, you know, it allows you to leave it open. Yeah, you know, it it's just that I mean it just it puts you in control rather than somebody going, You're gonna drink this at ninety three and this is it, and this is this is what you're getting. No, you you get the ability to adjust it to your palate.
3: Well, none of these whiskeys are hot. No, I think absolutely that uh, part of its palate and part of it's just a little, just a couple drops of water will yeah. not really affect proof much, but really open yeah. up the flavors.
2: Yeah, this one benefited the most from water and benefited the most from air of any of the ones we're
4: drinking today. Agreed, completely, completely. definitely. Yeah. Yes, the apple and pear that I didn't know this initially. Oh, yeah. are exploding yeah. on the nose. Exploding. Yeah, really the, the, phenomenal whiskey. The, the fruit really pops now that the air has gotten to it and
2: with the water it really opens it up yeah it's
3: absolutely delicious i think alan's spot on i think an aperitif it's a beautiful aperitif
4: Mm -hmm. it's delicate um yet refined mm -hmm. and refined perfect couldn't ask for a better description dnr delicate and refined that's exactly what we say about maury he's
2: delicate and refined so, uh, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to be rating the Distiller's Art Inchgower 2008. Four sips.
0: That's classified.
2: Hey, and we're back, and we are discussing some of the lovely uh, whiskeys from Distiller's Arts. And we are going to have uh, good old boy, Alan, tell us about our next whiskey.
4: So we're approaching whiskey number six, which is from the Fetacorn or as other people call it, the old Fetacorn distillery. This one was distilled in 2008 and was bottled at 10 years old. Federcarn was founded in 1825 by Sir Alec- Alexander Ramsey, who then sold his estate, distillery, and all in 1830 to Sir John Gladstone, father of four-time British Prime Minister William Ewart Gladstone. Not being distillers, the Gladstone family leased the distillery to tenants until 1923 when it was sold to Ross Ross and Coulter, who operated it until 1926 when it closed. In 1939, Federcorn was sold to Associated Scottish Distilleries, which operated it until 1954 when ASD went under and its assets were broken up. Federcorn was purchased by Tom Scott Sutherland. In 1966, Mr. Sutherland increased the number of stills from two to four. In 1971, he sold the distillery to to Glen Glenlivet, who then sold the property in 1973 to White Mackay. In 2014, White Mackay, since 2014, White Mackay has been owned by Philippines-based Emperador Inc., Used extensively in their blends, in 2018, Fetterkorn was relaunched by White Mackay under its own single malt label. Uh, Always had a great affinity for Fetterkorn, have visited the distillery. The color of this whiskey is a very, very pale gold color, very light gold color. Um, I thought it was
3: almost colorless. This was the lightest of the day. I mean, for me, it yeah. was yeah. hard and to even see any color.
4: It, it would Shockingly appear, clear. It would appear to me that at 10 years old, it either came from a second or a third fill barrel. At least. Okay. But, you know, that stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah. All All right, that it matters the days. No, no. The nose is unusually creamy and very, very, very soothing. And I'm getting some uh, truffle to it as well. Uh, very, very pleasant. Very, very pleasant. On the palate, it's honey. Honey is the first flavor that comes out. And it's it, it's very mouth-coating as well. A lot of oils in this. To very distinguished whiskey and uh, very 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 smooth. Um, the finish is nice. The finish is not hot. It is not overbearing. It is very very smooth, and it brings all of these different unique characteristics together. Um, again, you know, this is a whiskey that a half an hour ago I would have probably said was okay good whiskey nothing negative about it but having sat around for about a half an hour or more now it's become more and more pleasurable Uh, i I couldn't agree with you more and the honey is really coming out to me now where which it didn't when i first put it onto the palate. yeah i for 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 me though i know you
1: you mentioned the oiliness to the for the mouth feel i had kind of it's kind of a dryness for me I had like a little dryness, and I had the coffee, um, the coffee notes along with the honey mm-hmm. on the palate. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's very pleasant, very easy, very easy sipping. You know, it's uh, it's enjoyable. It's opened up a, you know, it's opened up more as we've gone along here, and just uh, just a very pleasant. There's nothing bad to say about it. And
3: I agree with you, Brent. I thought that this. Um Whiskey, I was a little concerned by the color. Again, you don't drink the color, but it was the most light, almost colorless whiskey we've had today the nose i found a lot of sweetness and corn on the nose it, if i didn't know better i would you know think there's a lot of corn in the mash bill
1: but have thought there was a bourbon almost yeah so. <laughs> it
3: was a lot of corn in the mash bill and i agree with alan very creamy on the nose that's really the best way to describe it palate pleasant easygoing easy drinker this can be to me could be an all-day sipper you know it doesn't stand out as something spectacular but there's nothing offensive it's a beautiful whiskey it's well made um again it really improved with air i think the american way is we want to drink it right away but this just with air has really uh bumped up quite a couple of notches for me
0: justin what'd you think i got a distinct note of limes in this Hmm. and i could only think that pairing this with like a dark porter would really balance it out well if you know i'm not always a beer and a shot guy but in this case i would definitely do it what'd you think bob
2: not much else I can say I mean, a, a fine whiskey Great creamy nose Nice palate I mean, drinks really well Solid, a solid whiskey So we're going to be rating the Distiller's Arts Vettercare mm-hmm. 2008 Solid three sips
0: Interesting
3: So we're going to go to Maury for our next whiskey Thank you, Bob The next whiskey is uh, from Distiller's Art uh, It's the Jura 2007 Coming in at 51.2% ABV And bottled at 11 years old Originally established on the island of Jura as Craig House Distillery in 1810, the distillery went through several names and owners until it was closed in 1901. Due to the combination of a slump in the whiskey sales and the cost of running a remote island distillery, the site sat idle until 1963, so 62 years, and two local area Jura residents, Robin Fletcher and Tony Riley Smith, both of them both jury residents yes i mean it's like
2: the two of them got together and decided let's buy this building
3: we're the only ones here let's live on the (laughs) island (laughs) they purchased the property and built a new distillery financial backing from the leith based lender charles mckinlay and company in 1985 mckinlay was purchased by invergordon distillers which was then merged into white and Mackay. so you see a theme here there's uh, a lot of common ownership uh this whiskey had uh, again a light color very light yellow on the nose definitely got some cinnamon bark some dried golden raisins a little bit of uh malt and uh a very nice pleasant nose on the palate uh had some nice viscosity had some malted barley a little bit of almond to it uh finish was long oily had a little bit of uh Sea mist to it. Um, a lovely whiskey. I thought it was uh, very well made and uh, really quite interesting. What do you think, Alan?
4: I think this is one of the most flavorful whiskeys that is not a heavily petered whiskey mm. that I've ever had. It is extraordinarily pleasant. And I can envision myself in the mountain cabin on a rainy evening with some good friends and bad women enjoying the life out of this whiskey. So every day of your yeah. life, basically. <laughs> uh,
0: scared if I stop all at once, the cumulative hangover will literally kill me.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I I think this is a tremendous whiskey uh, you know, I don't think it gets much better. It's just lovely, lovely, I have a, I have lovely. A huge stuff. soft
2: spot for Jura, anyway. I just, I, it always, is it's one that always kind of talks to me. Yeah, but yeah. this one is, it's just lovely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's really, really nothing I could do to improve this. I mean, it's got the malt, malty nose, a little bit of raisin on it, and the palate. It's again, it's another one that's opened up from. I'm sitting
0: here. Mm. It's Absolutely lively delicious. whiskey.
2: It's a yeah. very
4: lively yeah. whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I it's, mean between
2: it's, it's bright, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, like you said, it's it's live, it's sparkly, it's 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 in your face, it's it's very forward. Yeah, it's it's
1: yeah solid solid yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Between mean- this and Ben Nevis, they can switch me to Scotch, and you know they.
3: Yeah,
2: you
1: know that could happen. I doubt it. it I, know, I doubt it too. But I mean, it could. Ha- you know, it's just. Oh, uh, I don't know if you saw the news. Uh, Kentucky burned
2: down, <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to be stuck with this for a while.
3: So, uh, sorry.
0: <laughs>
3: you know what I find interesting, and it'd be fun to do, although difficult to uh, to put together. Um, trying a bunch of whiskeys from, say, Jura from different independent bottlers and from the distillery itself oh no I, that's one of my, my little
2: idealist for the show i've got a lot of stuff in there and that's you know picking a distillery and doing all the independent bottlers is, is definitely one of the ones that I, I think we under
3: do. undervalue the yeah. impact that they yeah. can have aging in a different warehouse mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps different cask finishing yep. the fact that they've got different palettes they're picking barrels that they think yep. are sweet and honey and barrels an, and
2: entirely different from some of the shows that have been on this program in the past where they do things where we've done things uh before we even started and i believe mike did one an uh, mgp so they did all the different brands that purchased from mgp well they're buying the finished whiskey from mgp it's sitting in their warehouse they're picking from all the different warehouses as opposed to here where you're buying casks and you're putting them in your own warehouse that's right that's entirely different and that's oh, I agree yeah that's one of the one of the ideas you know it's that's that's right below the one where i want to do all the ghost distilleries you know the ones that don't exist anymore and hell half of those are starting to come back so i've got to get off my rear end and actually start sourcing stuff for some of those shows before they come back but yeah I mean a solid A solid whiskey um, And we're going to be giving The Distiller's Art Jura 2007 11 year old Four sips Well done And we've all been waiting For the for the For the best Part we of the want day want Ready Woo <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> oh yeah yes that's the sound i was what you waiting say? for Yee-haw! yeah macho man oh yeah okay we're gonna get to the smoky peaty one <laughs> so of course we're gonna have brent tell us about that's
1: that that's the so. only way that's the only way to do it let's see him put the <laughs> name our last product is the distillers oh oh the distillers uh, art and coila um, 2010 it's a 60.4 percent abv another uh, high proof one seven years old so it's not that old mm-hmm. just uh The uh, Coila was established in 1846 by Hector Henderson on a small bay next to Port Askeg on Isla's east coast. In 1857, Henderson was bought out by blender Bullock Lade and was subsequently absorbed into DCL, now Diageo, in 1927. The distillery ran until it was completely rebuilt in 1972, with the addition of four stills bringing the total to six, transforming Coila into Isla's largest producer. Its whiskey is a major component of Diageo's blends, most notably Johnny Walker. While Coila is typically one of the lighter peated Isla's malts, they also began producing unpeated whiskey during the 1980s during the whiskey slump. Some unpeated whiskey is still made there each year for use by Diageo's blending team. In 2011, another major renovation took place, Further increasing capacity to 6.5 liters per year, million oh, yeah. liters per year. So the color on this one, it's, it's very light. Just a very light pale, uh, pale yellow. yellow. Yeah, very light pale. Um, on the nose, right off the bat, you get peat. But the, the difference between the peat on this one and the smoky peat that you get on others is this one is a soft peat. This one is like a, a soft, mellow peat with uh, with hints of, of a little bit of coffee and vanilla. It's just, it's actually pleasant. It's actually like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting burnt out or something, you know. So on the palate, you get um, you get the vanilla, you get the clay. Maury, pick your chin up off the table after he said that. <laughs> yeah um i'm just in shock it's like uh that's like, like a like a taffy uh you know you get some sweet grains in it are you drinking but, the same whiskey whiskey this is this is whiskey i just but, didn't know if we were drinking the same thing <laughs> who are you <laughs> and what did you do with brent <laughs> but you know what this is this has got that this has got that smokiness on it but you know what it it's very, very well balanced. I've never had one that's more well balanced for where the, where the smoky peatiness, you know, doesn't overpower some of these other flavors. And so this one is like, I wanted to describe it as a soft peat to, you know, like a smooth jazz. This is kind of like that, you know, it's just a, sm- just a little smoky mellowness to it. Um, and then the finish is a nice, nice, easy finish. It's uh, and it, Goes down and they kind of lose the smoke in the finish. So, <laughs> did you just Alan?
2: compare my beautiful Guayua to Kenny G and Smooth Jazz? <laughs> there you go. I demand satisfaction. <laughs> a duel at, at sunset.
4: <laughs> it, it reminds me somewhat of a film noir movie where. Ingmar Bergman's God. Well, where the actor or the actress has some very telling memoirs that they need to destroy. And so they take a little metal wastebasket and they throw the memoirs with their love letters in there and light it on fire. So it's not like the smell of a, a burning coal factory. It's burning smell of lost love. Smell of lost love. I love it, Alan. (laughs) You're so poetic. (laughs) After eight trims, this is what happens. (laughs) Justin, what did you think? This tastes
0: a lot like um, Johnny Walker's 21 year XR with the um, light smoke flavor. But the crazy thing about this spirit is it's only seven years old. And I don't know how it's able to play with the big boys
3: right
1: for seven years
0: i'm expecting for seven years i'm expecting
1: it's going to be uh you know a whole lot you
3: know no it's surprisingly mature for seven years old i don't know what they're doing to these whiskeys whether they're playing rock and roll music or what but
4: these whiskeys are mature for their age a seven-year-old isla is like a 14 year old something else Uh, isla whiskeys in their youth are far more provocative than they are in their old age.
2: Well, we're going to be reading the Distiller's Arts Koala, Four Sips, and it's a solid, solid whiskey. So, well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry to play podcasts, sip suds, and smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsubsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fall out on Twitter every day at sipsubsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. And you'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co host for joining us today. I don't know who the guy is in Brent's chair because he was drinking uh, Isla Scotch. So whoever the guy is that's assumed Brent's identity, thank you for coming.
1: Well, it was a pleasure. It was also a pleasure just, um, you know, enjoying
4: Scotch. Thank you, Alan. Who are you? Good friends, (laughs) good whiskey. Nothing is better. And Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another great day
3: in the basement. And uh, I think I'm going to go change my damp socks. My feet are cold. And thank you, Justin.
0: What an amazing day in the basement. Thank you, Bob.
3: Well,
2: for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, this is Madman Bob, and we thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. And if you're drinking Distiller's Art, you're not drinking, you're not bad, drinking whiskey. bad whiskey. <laughs> you no, know, this is a uh, great pleasant. It was. Uh, what a big thank you to, uh, to Henry for sending these to us. Thank you, sir. And. Uh, Cheers. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, truly you know, get out soul. and try this if you haven't, because nicest you'll be guy. surprised. Absolutely the nicest guy. So, yeah. Yeah. until I told I him remember. I knew you, Alan, and then he threw me out of the place. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> happens more often than not. <laughs> mm-hmm.